Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a culture and conversation podcast where you can detox from the world around you and get a window into how other people live their lives. Come detox with detox. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I was thrilled to welcome Kat H. Bradley to the show. Kat is a coach and she's a podcast host. She does a lot of different things, wears a lot of different hats. I know her best as a podcast host of the We Admitted the Recovering Us podcast. It is absolutely fantastic. I stumbled across her show via Instagram, and I'm so glad I did. Kat is a wonderful person with a beautiful soul who has a lot of great perspective on so many different topics. Now, I do want to apologize for there not being an episode last week. I know if you are a return listener, thank you for coming back, Um, and I apologize for there not being a show last week. Sometimes life gets in the way and we're not able to release on time, but hope that this episode more than makes up for it. Now, if you're a new listener to the show, welcome. We hope that you were able to kick back, relax, and detox from the world around you for the next little bit. Uh, If you want to support the show, there's a couple ways to do that. First, you can subscribe to the show, rate and review the show, and share the show with a friend. It really helps small podcasts like this one out. Now, before we get to the conversation, I do want to let you know that today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Empire Toys. Nostalgia is something everyone loves, and Empire Toys in Keller, Texas is on Nostalgia Overload. With toys and action figures from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today, Empire Toys is a one-stop shop for a trip down memory lane and a chance to reclaim what was once yours, but likely sold at a garage sale. Check out Empire Toys on Facebook, Instagram, or at TheEmpireToys.com. Now, without further ado, my conversation with Kat H. Bradley is up next, right after this. What's going on? My name is Joe Shaw, and I host the music podcast, After the Encore. After the Encore is a long-form, career retrospective podcast that takes you behind the music of some of your favorite artists. Musicians like John Oates of Holland Oates, Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC, Jarrett Reddick of Bowling for Soup, and many others. Each season of the podcast is themed around a different topic, like the boy bands of the 90s, badass women in music, or even artists that were featured on the TV show, The Voice. I am committed to taking you deep inside an artist's mind to find out why they do what they do, what does music mean to them, and how do they quantify success. We tell an overarching story which will take you not only behind the music, but into the psyche of the artists themselves. After the Encore is a proud member of the Roberts Media Group podcast family, Check us out on any of your favorite podcast platforms today. Welcome back to the Detox Podcast. With me at this time, I am so excited to have her on the show, Kat H. Bradley. Kat, how are you doing today? Good, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's such a, I'm really grateful to be in conversation with you. I am beyond excited to have you on the show today. I found you through an Instagram <laughs> post and I feel so, I feel so um, 
almost maybe not silly, but a little like uh, I don't know, uh, a little basic when I'm like, oh, I found someone through Instagram. But in this <sighs> case, it's it there's power in it because it was shared from a powerful perspective. You shared something that was very personal that you were going through and that you had shared on your own podcast, and it got picked up and shared by a different Instagram, which I follow, mm-hmm. and it brought me uh, a lot of goodness in the moment. You were sharing your own personal journey and perspective, and I identified with it in so many ways. And I said, who is this beautiful? soul Um. I need to go listen to this podcast I was listening to an episode and we'll get into that we'll get into the admitted podcast Mm -hmm. and all of that goodness but it 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 was so incredible I reached out immediately and wanted to talk to you as fast as possible and here we are and so I'm excited to have that but Kat I do want to start out the episode I like to ask folks so here at the detox podcast we invite people to detox with air quotes there, from the world around them, get a window into how other people live their lives. And so I like to ask my guests, Kat, what are you currently detoxing from? Hmm. That's such an interesting question because I feel like detox is kind of constant. Like it's, Hmm. I don't know, I think of life as a constant, like taking out and putting in, sort of always examining like, what am I putting into my body, my being, my mind. Um, and then, you know, what am I taking now? Um, I guess the most present thing for me right now would probably be I'm detoxing from over explaining myself, Mm. um, and justifying my actions and my decisions to people, which is something, um, that I've done with friends and family, mostly family's the biggest one, but I've done, really my whole life. And, um, you know, my work, I concentrate a lot on energy and, um, really understanding, um, the energy that we're putting out and, um, what, what I'm putting my energy into. Right. And it's because it's really the most valuable thing that we have. And, um, I've gotten really clear over the past, like six, nine months at like, whoo, I was expending like a lot of energy, explaining my decisions, um, to people. And so that is something, I mean, I'm having a lot of conversations right now that start, that go like, eh, eh, and then I'm just silent. Cause I'm like, I started to talk and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to explain that. And I don't say I'm not going to explain that. I just stop, which means I'm just talking a little bit less, which probably the people in my life don't mind that much. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's been a lot of goodness um, with for me in the remote working environment. Um, I find in in situations when chatting, whether at work or whether in in day to day life, starting to respond or explain a decision. Right, I am very much guilty of that, and then I just have started giving myself a few seconds to read what I've written before mm. I hit send. And go, you know what? I don't think it, this needs this explanation, or I don't think I owe anybody a decision or a, an explanation of my decision. I can just be, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've reclaimed a little bit of power in that in that sense. You know? Oh, it's definitely our power that we're giving away, and just such a like 
I mean, you start to doubt yourself, right? Like yes. that, like it, basically what you're implying to yourself is this needs to that, that like that you're doubting yourself, that, that you're doubting, you know, I mean, I have convictions in my decisions. I mean, the most recent thing is I just recently started a blog. Uh, I blogged for years. I like grew a really, you know, a nice following, like almost sure. 3000 people. It was like, really, I loved it. And then I quit it because I was like, I'm going to become a real writer and, you know, whatever. That's another story. Um, but I started blogging again because I just, I fuck it. Oh, can I swear on here? Yeah. No. Fuck okay. It. <laughs> um, I fucking love it. And I, I, I don't want to concentrate, you know, am I doing everything correctly anymore? I want to just like have my most authentic self-expression, yes. right? That's that's what I want because that's what I want to give to other people. That's what I give, you know, try to give in my coaching, try to offer, try to create space for. And I knew with the blog, like I'm gonna, I can do this for myself. This is where I can really voice. And because I've gotten into podcasting, I'm doing um, a written form of the blog and then also an audio form of the blog, which is really fun to me because I've gotten really into using the voice and recording. So that's fun, but it's on Patreon. So you have to pay for it. And um and, you know, as I've been prepping, you know, Instagram posts, which, you know, is maybe something we'll get into, like what we do with our energy on Instagram, right. uh, something I'm trying to limit. Um, I was like starting to explain why it was on Patreon and why you would have, and I was like, erase, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this. Like if someone wants to, support, I know, I know that I have gifts to offer. I know that my writing is healing for me. And I have a really strong gut feeling that it's healing for other people. And it ha- it has been like, I've gotten that feedback before. And like, that's not, you know, me giving myself airs like that. Like I can sit in what my truth is, right? Like, I believe I have gifts and I believe, um, you know, I love myself enough now to have the conviction to share them without apology and without um, explanation. And like, you know, it's like, I'm not asking you, are you considering signing up for my blog? And then if you didn't, can you write and explain to me why you didn't like, no, I'm not asking people for that. So why am I explaining why I'm charging for them to read my writing and and listen to my writing, you know, like it's just not necessary. And if we really want to talk about energy, maybe we will later on. What's crazy is if you start to eliminate stuff like that, the space and the time and the energy that you open up is like change your life. Yes. Like it's like yes. like you do it. Oh, it's like you're like there are more hours in the right. day when you don't explain yourself. It's kind of crazy. I had uh, a mentor who I immensely respect tell me at the end of last year I was I was in a couple of meetings with her, and she was asking me for my opinion on something, and so I would I would provide it. And I would pause and I could see her thinking. And then I would immediately cut in and go, well, you know, I mean, but that's just one idea. Like we could really do anything. I mean, we could do this, we could do that. And after the third time it happened, the third meeting, the third time it happened, she said, Joe, like slammed, slammed her hand on the desk and was like, Joe, stop self editing. Stop it. You've got great ideas. (laughs) I wonder how that pounding is going to sound. Oh yeah. Well, I I left it in intentionally, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Because it was, I wanted folks to hear the, yes. the like exclamation point, the, yes. the physical exclamation point she was adding. She was like, Joe, stop self-editing. You have such power and such mm. great ideas that you are undercutting yourself and your value 
when you do that and you are giving permission to others to not give your perspective weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nobody has ever told me that in 33, well, I was 33 at the time, 34 now, but in 33 years of life, no one had ever told me that. Mm. And it took one simple conversation and then felt like a weight had been lifted. And I don't do that anymore. Well, then you can see it in other people too, right? right? Like, it's like, I mean, you doubt someone who's doubting themselves. Yes. And it's not like, I'm not saying like be a jackass who's like, I'm right. I know I have all the answers, (laughs) Right. right? But it's like, no, like if you know your shit and like you believe in it. And I mean, I know you listen to our podcast. So like my, the, one of the like tenants of our podcast is, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to get some shit wrong. Yep. So we're going to say what we believe and what we think we know now. And then when we have some life experience and we know different, we're going to raise our hands and be like, all right, new podcast episode. We got that shit wrong, yep, yep, <laughs> you yep, know? Yep. And like, that's why that's what we call it. Like the, the recovering us project. It's about like recovering our humanity and like, we're fucking human. Yep. So like, like we're gonna, we're, get, we're, we're supposed to expand and grow and change and transform. And that part of that is like getting it wrong sometimes. And like, I'm really interested in my own work and creating the space for that, for getting it wrong, which might sound strange, but I think it's really important. <laughs> the great Maya Angelou said it best, right? You do the best you can with what you know. And when you know better, you do better. You do better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you know better and you don't do better. And that real, it, that, that's a painful lesson in itself. That's, right. That's when you hire a life coach right? and like me, like, (laughs) and you're like, I'm hurting myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a good moment. I'm going to pause and let people know that today's sponsor of the show is Snuffy. Snuffy is a clothing brand about empowering you to show your weird unapologetically with bravery and confidence. 10% of profit goes to LGBTQ plus organizations led by trans people of color. Shop online now at snuffy.co. That's snuffy, S-N-U-F-F-Y.co. And owner and operator of Snuffy is a great friend of the podcast. Nick Silvestri. So if you like the podcast, oh, and he designed the logos, not just a good friend, but he designed the logos. I always, I always remember that today. I forgot. Um, but if you like the logos, you want to go support him, go check it out. Snuffy.co. Since we're talking about the, uh, coming back into it, mm-hmm. since we're talking about, uh, recovering us, walk me through the idea and the desire to start that podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what was sort of the, the motivating factor for you and how have you seen it be a benefit to the listeners? So I wanted to do a podcast for a long time. I love, I just loved um, this format. I love audio. I love the intimacy of having someone in my ear mm-hmm. um, and listening to conversations. Um, but for a long time, I was like, oh, I really want to do a podcast. And I was um, fortunate enough that I had all these sweet people, you know, in my life or who would meet me and be like, you should do a podcast. And I'd be like, you know, I'm a, I'm a big person that like the universe speaks to me through other people. Right. So I'm like, I have this, this desire. And like once a month, somebody says this to me, like, you know, how do I do this? And I couldn't really figure out how to do it on my own. Like, I know like you have an individual podcast, but like, it just felt really overwhelming. And I just was like, ah, I can't do this. Right. Um, You're shaking your head. Like, yes, it's really hard. (laughs) Um, but ironically, um, the only person that I thought of at that time, like who I would really want to do a podcast with is my friend, Kate. 
And my friend Kate is someone that we've known each other for um, over a decade. Uh, we got sober um, together. We're like, I've been sober a little longer than Kate, but like we're so partners in sobriety. Um, that's how we met. And um, she's fantastic. She's super different than me. She's super intellectual. Like she's kind of all head and kind of all heart, except we're both some of that too. Right. Um, and we, for like almost all of COVID, we would send each other voice texts like all the time. And we joke that it was like, sort of like in um, Jane Austen times, like we're, oh. they're kind of like ethereal, right? We're just like talking about our lives and sending these things. And like every time, I mean, we would sometimes send like really long ones and like every day. And I just started having these feelings of like, like the only person I would want to do a podcast with is Kate. Like, I think we could do this and I think it'd be good because we were, we were like, stuff was happening in these yeah. voice texts that we were sending to each other. Um, and we were both growing from them. And I'm like, what if we like, let someone listen to these, you know, but I didn't ask her because I was like, she's finishing her PhD. She had so much on her plate. Sure. And I was just like, no, like, you know, and I don't even know if she wants to do it. She's, she's told me several times that I should do a podcast, but like, she never said I want to do one. So <laughs> I was like, eh. So I thought that. And then like a week later, we're talking on the phone and she said, you know, or maybe we're sending voice texts and she's like, I know I've said this to you before, but like, I don't know. I was listening to one of your voice texts the other day. I really, really think you should do a podcast. And I said, I texted her back and I was like, listen, bitch, <laughs> I want to, I can't do it alone. And this is crazy, but honestly, the only person that I think like in my heart that I feel like I'm supposed to do a podcast with is new. And I know you're super busy. I know it's too much. And da, 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 da. So I'm not asking, I'm not asking no pressure. I would just, I'm just have to say what's on my heart. Right. And like 10 minutes later, I get a voice text from her and she's like, yeah, like, for like two years, I've been telling Jimmy, my husband, like a dream of mine is for Kat to ask me to do a podcast. Oh my God. But she was like, but I kind of felt like, you know, I knew it was one of your dreams and I knew it was something you really wanted to do. So I didn't want to step on it and I want to like include myself in it. So I didn't say anything, but it's been like a while. I'm like, like a dream of mine is like, I want Kat to ask me to do a podcast. So we're like, oh my God. So you know, we got together, we talked about what we want to do. We had like all these different ideas. We were going to do one because <laughs> we're one of the things that we talk about all the time is TV and film. Mm -hmm. We're both artists, yep. we're both writers, and we both watch tons of TV and we're always talking to each other about it and, you know, talking about the characters, talking about what they wrote, whatever. And um, so we were going to do like a whole thing on Mad Men, like about Mad Wit. Like we we're like, let's do a podcast on this. But then we met and we came up and we decided. It, we wanted it to be broader than that. We wanted there to be an art element for sure. So what we came up with, our podcast is called We Admitted. Um, and it's from, we call ourselves the Recovering Us Project. And what we hope that to be is a larger production company that will hopefully host more podcasts, maybe, you know, documentaries, films, things in the future. So that's kind of like a, a larger umbrella dream that's hopefully in the future. Um, but um, so like, I think our, let me see if I can remember like our tagline. It's like recovering our humanity. Um, oh, one uh, recovering <laughs> our humanity and creating connection. One bold admission at a time Two yes. intersectional feminist writers, one mixed, one white, each with a decade plus in recovery from alcohol, drugs, eating disorders, and the racist capitalist heteropatriarchy that raised us radically and honestly explore how curiosity, community, and art are the powers that heal 
you can't save your ass and your face at the same time. We're <laughs> here for the asses. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Like that sums it up. We are there for the asses. And it's really, so it's borrowed language, right? We admit it comes from, we're both in recovery. It comes from the first step of AA. We admitted we are powerless of alcohol and our lives have become unmanageable. So we play with a lot. Like if you even look at our podcast logo, we're sitting in chairs that are like, totally church basement chairs yes. that you would sit in. <laughs> Our artist, Amanda Noro did that. And it was amazing. Um, Cause that's where we met, but also we talk about recovery a lot, but like, you know, the longer you stay sober um, or, you know, recovered from anything like, yes, it becomes about like not drinking you still a day at a time, but like, it's life, it's yeah. life, you know? And so we really thought that like, for one, almost everybody's recovering or trying to recover some from something. Yeah. Um, but besides that, we thought that we thought that the um, that what we were dealing with in our own lives would be broad enough for you know multiple types of people to relate to it. And we bring an art element, which a lot of times our art we bring a TV show or a book or whatever we're listening to that's kind of like inspiring us. Um, there's this great quote that we're kind of obsessed with from Tony Cade Bambera that says the role of the artist is to make the revolution irresistible. Mm. And so that's how we think of our work. Right. So we're like, um, I don't know. It's like so much of, um, movement work, um, has been really tough, right. Cause this is yeah. hard healing work. Everything has been kind of painful. Like it's hard to like convince. I literally had a client today that we we're talking about, like, she's basically in sludge right now. Mm. And I was like, girlfriend, like, yeah, if, if, if healing was like fun, like we want it healing. Right. But if it right. was fun, every, the world would look completely different. Right. Like complete. We'd be like, hell yeah, let's do healing. Like, right. it's not like take an Instagram bath. Like I'm right. taking my crystals bath and like, whatever, like don't, not knocking crystal baths. No, okay. Yeah. But like, but it's, it's sludge. It's yeah. hard. It's hard stuff. And um, I think Kate and I kind of think of our role and our, our role of our podcast. And I think of one of the roles of my work, what I hope I think of myself as kind of like a healing artist is, um, is to make it fun, is to make healing fun and desirable and pleasurable, like to make it irresistible. Like I have to do this, not because I, I, I need to be a good person and, you know, I don't want to be ashamed. Like, I, it's like, I want to shame people right. into doing their work anymore the work that we need them to do to you know change racial inequality and like and um you know all all the different things like and change oppression and to like rid ourselves of this hierarchy that we live in right like we have to make find ways to make that work pleasurable and i'm just someone who i love like um tv and film and art like so much and that's what i'm inspired by so that's what i share with others and um and i i really think like that's like a way that the world can be changed and i think like we have to go off of what really inspires us. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I grew up like kind of being shamed for wanting to watch TV all the time. Like my mom used to say, this, she used to do this voice. It was like, all I can do is read the TV guide, which is, <laughs> which is like, you're going to be dumb if yeah. all you watch is TV, right? Um, and now, you know, for me to like fill up my cup, like really intentional acts of self-care for me is like finding a show and like 
shutting out the world for a little while and like binging the show and it like fills me up and like that's what I get inspired that's like I'm like amped to do my work to heal to uh work with others to create our um when I fill up like it's like you know it's like we don't run our gas our cars on empty right Right. so like how can we run ourselves like we like we eat we need fuel like and that's like you know with our work as well we need to be inspired and like Like, I feel like the universe speaks to me through nature and all that beautiful stuff that a lot of people talk about, but it also speaks to me through other people's work and through, you know, whatever, a movie or, you know, a show. So. Absolutely. You know, you talk, there's so much goodness in there. I, I was thinking about, so one therapy is not doing the work on one's own self is some of the hardest shit you can do and is not easy at all. And I remember multiple times, um, talking with my therapist and then him saying, what, what, what was that, that casual reference you had? You just kind of glazed over that. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. He's like, okay, we'll circle back in like a few months. Cause I'm sure it's going to come back up again. And then, and then just bringing up, you know, whether it's relationship with parents, whether it's, you know, like self-editing, right. We talked about that earlier, regardless of what it is, then it's, it's recognizing some of these patterns and some of the root causes, um, as to why we do what we do. And then, kind of breaking it open and understanding like what's inside and then putting it back together to where you can, you can take what you need from it and heal and then continue forward. Um, was very, very difficult. And was not something that I had wanted to do for a long time. Um, but then once you do, while it's tough, when you move forward and, and through and work through a lot of that stuff, there's a lot of goodness there and you learn more about yourself and then that in turn can help you uh, help others. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was one thing. And then you brought up like podcasting as art, right? And that was something Mm -hmm. that, that I hadn't. So I also grew up loving the audio medium, loving old time radio, loving Mm -hmm. radio broadcasts, like all kinds of stuff. But just, I absolutely love the idea of listening to somebody and having them right there in my ears and just feeling connected with them and, and learning and growing and educating. And I remember I was recording at this, um, this guy here locally in Texas allowed me to record an in-person interview. My, my studio had shut down, uh, last minute and, and there's, he owns an art studio. He allowed me to record in there. And then I let him know when I was done and he locked up and I thanked him for the time. And he said, he, he said, not a problem at all. We didn't have any art classes. And he's like, and I bought this space. So art would always be created here every day. And the fact that you were able to come and create art means, means that my purpose, I'm fulfilled that you did that. And mm. I had, and I had never thought about this as art. And it was at that moment where it really touched me, uh, you know, in my heart to where he shared that. And so I've been very filled up even to this day, that was about three years ago and just very filled up by that. So, so what has, what has been some interesting learnings or perspective that you've received after the first season of your show? Well, I definitely think, um, people have been so generous reaching out and saying, Hey, this touched me or Hey, um, I think one thing that's really working for us is the contrast between us. Yeah. Um, which is actually hard for me. I'm like an undercover people pleaser. 
like I look all like I love, badass. I, love I look that. all badass Crazy. and sound all badass, but like I I want people to like me for right? sure, right? <laughs> um, so you know, there's this thing that happened, and I grew up in a family where like um we had a patriarch, uh, a father who was right about everything, mm. and like his rule, his you know his word was law, right? And so, um, I don't really know how to like disagree with people in like a constructive interesting like way like oh and like just land on like oh so that's what you think and this is what I think and like our fucking show is often like me say this and Kate's like yeah well I don't think that I think this and like it's been so challenging for me to be like well I I think either like it's like either I do all this run around where I'm like you're right you're kind of right Kate and then I'm like really mad at myself after the show I'm like god damn it I should have just like stood stood for like what I believe like you know she's saying all this stuff about like like no it's like you know it's fine to be in your head and I'm like no we need to be in our hearts like this is what we need to be you know um but it's an embodied show. I really believe it is. And what I, what I mean by that is that we're growing on it. So it's not a performance. It's not something where we're like, um, I mean, we want to sound good, right? Like we've got an editor and we got all that stuff. Right. But that's our concern is, is to be authentic is to be real and not so much to be good at we hope that what will happen as we repeat this process is that we'll get better at it and we'll have even more interesting and in-depth conversations and um but I think we're both really focused on like we're here to tell what is true for us right now um and I think I feel like we're succeeding um in that because I I feel like that can be felt on the show um and um and we're growing with it. And so I feel like that, like, that's what I mean by it being embodied is like, it's like, like I said, like, if we make a mistake, it's like, come back and be like, which I'm always telling Kate, Kate's a white woman. I'm a mixed woman. We make that really clear. We think it's important. We think our differences are really important. Um, and to, you know, kind of shine a light on those and like, Hey, I have this perspective, this different perspective. And it might be because my life has been different because I'm a mixed woman and I'm, you know, pansexual and I'm this, and that, you know, all these, all these things that make us different and really celebrate that. Um, but I've had to like, I mean, I think I'm trying more and more to encourage Kate to be like, Hey, I know you're a white cis woman. Like, but like you can, I'm going to hold your hand. You can get some shit wrong. It's okay. Right. You know? Cause I just think, I think we have to model that. I really yes. believe it. But I think there's a lot of pressure to not get shit wrong, to not be canceled, to not, you know, any yeah. of that stuff. And, um, it's not, that's not the world I want to live in. So it's not the world I'm going to create in my art. Yes. Oh, well said. Well said. And, you know, you talked about, you talked about being pansexual and that was the episode that resonated with me. So it's, we admitted heteronormativity hurt us. And Mm -hmm. that's where I came across your podcast. You had a post discussing this episode on your Instagram that got picked up and shared by a larger Instagram and your personal story of both on the post as to why it was important for you to have a a coming out post and a coming out statement. And then the episode where you, you two dug deep into, into that. And you talked about your personal journey even more, um, resonated with me on such a personal level. In a lot of ways, it mirrored what the internal dialogue I was having on my Mm. end. And it, it was the right moment 
where I just felt like, wow, I'm not alone. I'm not mm-hmm. the only person that feels this way. And I understand that like logistic, like logically that's the case because there's so many billions of people in the world, but yet it's so easy to feel alone and isolated when you have this inner dialogue and you're like, I really feel like nobody understands what I'm saying and nobody's speaking the same language as me. And for you to just put it out there, I just wanted to thank you for that mm. because I was I was telling you a little bit offline that I was listening to the episode and I was mowing the lawn and I was mm. like crying. I was like, is this just my allergies or am I really <laughs> emotional? And it was it was it was both, right? But but it was it was really the fact that I would like internally ask a question and then you would say, and I'm trying to mm. recall the specifics, but you would talk about like like the fact of you saying like, I recognize this about myself, but why should I even say it? Like, isn't it just mm. enough that I just know this about myself? Mm. And I was like, that's what I thought. And then you were like, no, because representation matters. And the more that we can talk about this, the more that we can normalize this, the more that we can tell the next generation and other people that like, you can live the life you want to live. And then you should be embracing your full self. And then you, we should get to a point where we are not having this wrestling with with ourselves but that we're just stepping out and just like yep this is who I am this is just one of many facets of me and I'm moving forward in my life so what was the the so for that thank you for sharing that episode thank you for your reception of it and so graciously sharing that that you were moved by it. it means a lot to me of course and then what brought you to the decision to have this be one of the episodes. I know you talked about a little bit on the episode, but Mm -hmm. for the listeners here, what was some of that uh, motivation for you to be able to share it as part of this season? So it's funny, before you and I started talking when we were doing our powwow before the show, Mm you know, we got on, I was like, I don't even know what you're going to ask me about. Like, (laughs) and you know, you know, we've been both busy and whatever. So we didn't do a lot of prep. And I told you, like, I'm kind of someone who's less prep, more presence. That's Mm -hmm. kind of how I live my life. Not that I don't prep at all. Like if y'all want to have me on your show, I will prepare if you need me to, but uh, no, but like presence is something that's really important to me. And when Kate and I, we sort of semi-planned, all right, this is how many episodes we want to do for our first season. Um, this is like the larger swath of general things we want to talk about, but you know, every other week we're meeting and saying, all right, let's plan an episode. Um, and we knew, we knew that, um, that heteronormativity, that sexuality, sexual orientation, everything, gender identity was something that we were going to touch on at some point, but it had to be present, right? It had to, we had to arrive there. It wasn't how our show is our show. We right now it's an every other week podcast and it's not planned out. It's not like, okay, there's 11 episodes. Episode one will be this episode. No, we really are like, what's happening in our lives right now. And this is what we're going to talk about. And, um, you know, when we decided to do the episode, first of all, we had to write, I had to be ready to finally do it. Um, which meant that I had sort of officially come out to, um, to people closer to me already. So that had been done. 
um, it was kind of important to me to have those more intimate conversations before I'm just saying, you know, publicly all this stuff. Right. Um, but also actually to be discerning about who I felt that necessary. Like I didn't come out to my dad. My dad is not welcoming of my orientation. So like, I also didn't, I just want to make it clear. Like I didn't force myself to come. He is my father, but I didn't sure. force myself to come out to anyone who, um, I feared or thought would be unloving or unreceptive. So that was important. I would like only expose myself in safe spaces. Um, and, you know, it's so interesting, Joe, because um, I, I do affirmations often and the word good was often in some of my affirmations. And in the past several months, I've changed it to whole, right? Like I want to be whole. Um, and so, I've, I've grown sensitivity to like, am I trying to be good? No, I'm trying to be whole, which means accepting my whole human self. And we arrived at that, that episode, like, all right, we're ready to do this because I was like, I cannot not do this and be accepting of my whole human self. You know, um, it's all of me. It's a part of it. Um, and now again, this is about embodiment, getting to say that out loud and do that out loud and be that is like, now I, I was in a freaking AA meeting the other day, like dropped that I was pansexual. Like, like it was just the freedom in yes. my tongue and my throat chakra of it is beautiful. And somebody reached out to me to say something. and like, oh my God, I was so glad that you said, and I was like, really? Like I was, it was like, not that I was just like listing things, you know? Right. right. And, um, I was like, holy shit. That meant something that, you know, that mattered. Yeah. Um, so it's like, you don't know. I, I didn't know that there was going to be this, you know, sweet guy on the lawn getting emotional over, you know, what I was saying. But like, that's like the beauty of this work is like, we don't know who we're going to get to touch. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And like the surprise of that is like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like, I think it's some of the kind of the best of what life has to offer us, you know? It, it is. And, you know, it's, it's a situation where I feel with this show and what I felt all along was I was like, if I can help one person, just one person have a different outlook or a different perspective or just consider something that they hadn't considered before and it helps them, then that's it. I've done exactly what I set out to do. And I've had, you know, I've been fortunate that uh, several people over the years in different ways have reached out and, and said, thank you for doing this episode on whatever it is, because it allowed me to listen in to someone's perspective and story. And now I feel like I understand people that I've never had a direct relationship with for, with, for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Um, but there, there's power in, in the ability to have these intimate conversations and then allow, invite people in to listen and, and learn. Yeah. And I think something you mentioned before, when you were asking me the question, you were talking about like belonging, right? Yeah. Um, and something I've been talking to people a lot about lately is that like, you know, that, that lack of feeling of belonging, the fucking captain of the football team had that. Yeah. The, the head cheerleader had that. Like, there's this thing, right, where we all think I was the nerd, I was the this, I was the this, and I didn't belong. Oh, I guarantee you, every single person on this planet, if you sit down, can tell you, you know, what they got made fun of for or why they felt like they didn't belong or didn't quite fit in. And that, like, I don't say that to be like, so your shit doesn't matter. Oh, no, it does. 
And like, we need your story so we can all sort of link arms and be like, oh my gosh, we actually do all belong together. And that's one of the things that makes us belong is like this, this aloneness in our humanity that so many times we think, right. And like, I think that's why using our voices and, and saying who we are out loud is just so, it's so important. Like I didn't have that when I was growing up. Right. Like I like talk about like representation. It's like, I was not seen like, you know, a mixed girl. I mean, in the past several years, this girl's like crying at Chase commercials, right? Because I'm like, oh my God, it's a black dad and a white mom or a white mom. And a black, you know, it's like, um, you know, I, I, that's what I come from. I come from a black dad and a white mom. I married a white man. Like, it's like, this is like my life. And it's like, I did not see that ever growing up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like, <laughs> not every mixed story that comes up is like, I feel like representative of me or my story, sure. but that's also, but it doesn't power me. It doesn't power me to be like, I think my story needs to be out there. I think everybody's story like needs to be out there, you know, needs to be, or it needs, they need, we need to create the space so that it can be. And yes. then that, that person has the choice whether they want to share it or not, yes. you know? Absolutely. This is fantastic. And before we start to wrap, I want to ask you one question before we move to the last two parts of the of the episode. But I want to ask you, is there a specific mantra or piece of advice that you have for yourself that you would like to share with the listeners that helps you on the day-to-day basis? Hmm. It's hard to narrow it down to one thing. I have so many beautiful teachers in my life that are just like really guiding me every day. Um, I guess the one I'll share with you and with your listeners today is um, one of my teachers is named Mark Nepo. Um, he's a very special person to me. He doesn't know me personally, but he's one of my teachers and he's, he's super special. Um, and he has this line that um, I say, like I have, a, I have a morning practice that includes lots of different things. And one of them is prayer and affirmation an offering and, um, and one line that I have written in that book that I use that is from him that I'm obsessed with is too much is lost in waiting for someone else to tell us what moves us is real. Mm. And to me, when the first time I read that, I just like, I started sobbing Yeah, because I knew for me, when I read that it was the universe calling me, yeah. right. It was like, the time's up. Yeah. You are like you tweaking yourself, making yourself smaller, making your voice different, uh, trying to, uh, you know, construct your message. So it's palatable to more people or what too much is lost. And so like what the story I told you about, like needing to fill up with Netflix, like, no, what fucking moves me is real. Right. And like, I just want to say about that, like, I think Kate and I have sort of talked about this on the show before. I think I was talking about sort of being moved by like some silly like teen movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. Somebody wrote that. Yeah. People made that. I used to work, I worked in TV and film for a decade. Like you work hard to create that art. Somebody, somebody put their heart into creating that, right? It's like, yeah. we think stuff that's like silly or like, oh, this is repetitive or we know this story or whatever. Um we act like it wasn't made with love. Like it wasn't made with care was like, it wasn't made with effort, but like, that's someone's dream. Yep. That, that silly movie. And you know what? That fucking silly movie moved me, Yep. you know? Yep. And like, it moved me. And I'm like, 
you know, I feel hopeful about something. I'm laughing. I feel whatever. Like there's a song that's like, I think we're talking about a song that was in one of those movies. And it's like, it made me really want to have a really good kiss with someone. It made me like super, I haven't had a really good kiss in like a long time. And I was like, it's like they play this song during the kiss and it's basically like fireworks that are like shooting out. And I was like, oh my God, I want a kiss that makes me feel like fireworks are shooting out of my eyeballs, you know? And it's like, that shit is real. That shit moves me. And like, I'm not going to hide that. I'm not, not because I'm like, Oh, are you a cinephile? Or I don't want to let you to know that I love the kissing booth. Like, right. no, fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah I'm going to tell you my, my range of movie. I'm a cinephile too. And my range of what I love is wide. Yeah. Um, so come at me, come right. at me, you know? <laughs> I love that because you know what? You are right in that we, we shouldn't, this goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. We shouldn't have to explain ourselves and what we love and what fills us up to anybody we don't owe that to anyone and the more that we recognize that the more power we reclaim and the more time we have to do work on ourselves and help make ourselves the best version we can be oh can can i just say too i think it's important to say like to clarify like we shouldn't have to um justify but it's important that we don't. Right. Right. Because it's like what I'm doing when I don't explain myself, what I'm doing when I just take up this space, take up this lane is I'm creating more space. I'm elbowing my way into this world and saying, yes, world, yes, culture. I know we've been conditioned to believe that I have to be white, thin, heterosexual, all these things um, for me to be palatable or desirable to you but I'm going to not squeeze in to what you're asking. And I'm going to be my thicker, blacker, queerer self. Um, and, and, and when I, when I take up that space, I'm elbowing in and creating more. So like the next person that's like, I've got even more others and I'm going to slide in with my stuff. And like all of a sudden the world we're living in is wider. It's more spacious and it's more fucking beautiful. Let's be real. Right. It's more colorful. It's more vibrant. It's like, it's, it's the sound that there's texture in that. Right. Um, It's like, it's funny, right. We like really love like variety and like, we're like, great. There's 56,000 types of mushrooms. But then like with people we're like, no, there should be this many types. Right. It's like, why, why do we welcome all this variance right. in so many other spaces in our life? And then we try to confine each other yeah. to really, really small spaces. Yeah. So I think the not explaining ourselves isn't just, it's important. Yes. It's not just like, oh, don't take that. It's like, it's important. It's like, you're doing like social justice work by yeah. not doing that yeah. really is what point. I believe. Bows out, everybody. Bows yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So what we used to say in the concerts in the mosh pits back in the <laughs> olden times, right? Bows out, everybody, to be safe. All right. Anyways, <laughs> this was goodness. Um, I'm going to move on to the next part of the show, which is things to check out. It is a segment of the show where I provide recommendations on something I'm reading, watching, listening to, and I ask my guests to provide the same. Um, so a couple things. I do want to let people know former guest Jeremy O'Brien's play, A Curious Thing or Superheroes Can't Fly, is going to be featured as part of a workshop production in Vermont at Theater on the Hill, August 13th through 15th. So go check them out. Check it out. Um, definitely go check out We Admitted Podcast, the Recovering Us Project, with yours truly, Cat H. Bradley, uh, anywhere you get podcasts, for sure. Um, and then also the website, let me just plug it here. It's weadmittedpod.com. So go check that out and subscribe. Um, and then last thing that I will recommend, um, 
So a little bit of a trigger alert uh, for folks if you do go check this out, but it's the new documentary on Netflix called Pray Away. And it is about um, the history of uh, conversion therapy and conversion camps in America. And it's about the former leaders of those movements and how they recognize the damage that they did and how they're talking about it. And they're, they're talking through that timeline. It's, it's, as someone who came from a very religious background and also identifies as a member of the community, it was slightly triggering, uh, to put it mildly. But I think it's important that this documentary was made. Ryan Murphy produced it. Um, so if you are interested, go check it out. And Julie Rogers, who's featured on there, is uh, she did an interview with former guest Nicole Payson on her show, Coming Out with Lauren and Nicole podcast. So those are my things to check out. Kat, what, uh, what things are you reading, listening to, or watching? So this I wish I would have prepped for. Do you want just um, just what more more than one thing? You I can, can do I... one, two, however many okay. you have. Mm, okay. Um, so let me do two things. Sure. So first, I'm going to do a plug for y'all. I bet your listeners are going to roll their eyes and be like, "This bitch is recommending this old ass book." But let me hear me out, okay? So I'm reading Eat, Pray, Love for the first time. Oh, and the nice. reason that I want to, met, I mean, it's amazing. Um, I think it's much better than the movie. Elizabeth Gilbert is fucking fantastic. And I knew that. I've listened to her a lot. Like I listened to her Big Magic podcast. I've read Big Magic. But I tried to read Eat, Pray, Love like a decade ago. But what was happening a decade ago is I was falling in love. And I was like, I don't need to like listen to this you know, read this old bitch like he's going through the right. (laughs) And now I'm that old bitch going through a divorce. So it's perfect. (laughs) Um, But I I mean, I I say that funnily, but I just also say it's fantastic. And it's also like, um, I wanted to plug a book and say it in that way, because um, I have been shamed a lot growing up for reading, right? Like, like not reading enough or not reading the right things or not being a good reader, right? And like, right. I'm a writer. So like, I super got shamed for like, well, you're never going to be a good writer if you're not a great reader. And it's like, I didn't want to read all these like old white men's books, right? right. And I would like yep. fall asleep reading them. Right. Um, and now I read people I want to read and I'm voracious. Like, I just can't get enough. And I just really think, um, you know, I do post sometimes on Instagram about reading and I just always want to encourage that, like, find what you want to read. And like, this book wasn't for me 10 years ago and it's so for me in the biggest way now. And I'm having sort of my own summer of Eat, Pray, Love and it's it's fantastic. Um, so highly recommend, um, especially if you're going through any sort of separation in a relationship. <laughs> um, the second thing I would recommend, which I'm like a little, I'm I'm super recommending it enthusiastically. I don't know how intelligently I'm going to speak on it, like, because I haven't even processed, I rossed it really recently and I haven't like processed all the deep feelings that it's like started to bright up in me. I haven't integrated all that, but I just feel like it deserves a shout out is Remy on Hulu. Mm. Um, the show, um, it's fantastic. There's two seasons. Um, it's from Rami Youssef and he, um, is a Muslim man, Egyptian. Um, and it's really about his spiritual journey. Right. And like, you know, Joe, we've had this thread throughout our conversation of like goodness, right? Or like, and I'm talking about being good versus being whole. And like, um, this is what this is what he's dealing with, right? Like, it's like he's basically, it's basically like he's like, how how am I, how do I be a good person? Yeah. Right. And it's like, is religion the way? That's how I was brought up. And like right. he's he's actually pretty religious and he, but he does a lot of things that are like not okay with his religion and like you know um he just explores 
that journey um, in such an interesting, fantastic and real and truthful way. Yeah. And as you, you've been talking this whole time about like, and I think this is what your podcast is about is like listening to people that are different from you. Right. Yeah. And he is so different from me. And yet he's on a spiritual journey and I'm on a spiritual journey and, and I want to grow. I want to transform. And I want to be closer to this thing that I feel that is greater than I am. Right. Like that is like great. Like that, that binds us all together. Right. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what to call it. I know what that like religion is not my way. Um, but it's what he's choosing and the character development throughout the individual stories they do of his family. They're like funny and amazing and fucking heartbreaking as hell. And what we do to each other um, by all of us, you know, really making those spaces smaller and repressing who we are allowed to be the truth of who we are. It's so devastating to all of us, you know, to all of us. And, um, and I think he just shines a light on that in such a human may way with Muslim people, which is, are not people that we, that I get to see on right. television right. that often. And so I just, um, I just, I really appreciate it. It's just like, like I watched it this weekend. I was dog sitting and I watched like all of it. And I was like, oh, this is, this is special. It's really special. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah. I love that. And talking about the representation mattering right i mean if we don't have shows like that that we can watch and see and consume then our worldview is still limited oh. to the interactions we have right in front of us so that's yeah and wonderful. i don't know i mean i live in new york city but like i know a lot of black people don't interact with any muslim people so <laughs> they have no, like you're you're really limited right. you know you have to like go out and find that yeah. you know so absolutely yeah it's great Right. All right. Well, the final part of the show is the dad joke of the week. So it's a segment where I hurl dad jokes at my unsuspecting guests in an attempt to get them to laugh while the audience groans. I can't hear the audience. I can only hear my guests. So it works out for me. Um, but I do like to put my guest on the spot first. So Kat, do you have any jokes you would like to offer up today? <laughs> no, I okay. don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> And I'm actually glad you didn't tell me this was part of the segment because I would have brought something really bad. I think it's better for me to just say, like, I'm not, you know, I think I'm hilarious. Sure. Let's make that clear. But as far as like joke writing, like, no, no. Well, here you go. Let's start off with a good one. Uh, Kat, what do you call a fly with no wings? I don't know. A walk. A walk. Because they have no wings. Oh. <laughs> all right all right all right um why do you laughing <laughs> um uh you know the other day i sat down for dinner at, at a restaurant and uh the waiter asked do you want to hear uh today's special i said yes please and the waiter said no problem sir today is special Today is special. All right, all right. Last one for us here. Did you hear about I think I could actually hear the audience groaning. Yes, miles around, miles around. Yes. <laughs> Did you hear about the actor who fell through the trap door? It was just a stage he was going through. It was just a stage. All right, all right. Kat, if people want to follow you and see what you're up to, what is the best way for them to do that? 
Uh, they can go to cathradley.com. That's where you can find information on uh, my one-on-one coaching and also my blog that I talked about just a little bit, which I'm really excited about and the We Admitted podcast. And um, and they can also find me on uh, Instagram at CHB. Those are, that's kind of like the moniker that I go by as my initials is CHB. So they can find me there. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been absolutely wonderful. Cannot wait to have you back on the show again mm. and really, really appreciate the this time. Thank you, Kat. Joe, yeah, this was this was like precious. I'm so grateful to be with you. So thank you. You're welcome. Listeners, you've been detoxing with detox. Now go and make a more inclusive world. If you know of an interesting person or story that needs to be told, please reach out to me at detoxpodcast at gmail.com. That's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Detox Podcast or visit DetoxPodcast.com. Also, be sure to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes if you like the show. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps us out. Link is in the show notes. Finally, thanks for listening. Please come back next week when we'll have another interesting conversation. And special thanks to my producers, Ben Lawant and Galan Aldaco. Without your help and support, this show wouldn't be possible. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.